Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to the Manchester City Football Social Podcast. Thank you very much for downloading. If you haven't already, subscribe and make sure you give us a, a, a good rating. Tonight's show, well, it's a bit of an international break special. We talk a little bit about uh, the FA Cup. Were we lucky? Mm, maybe. Were we? Were we? <laughs> Uh, we'll have to find out. <laughs> Correct. And obviously we talk about the international break. We answer your questions. And if you want to get some in for next week's show, make sure you do. And a shout out to our new friend, Havis, who texted us eight times during the show. We love you. Manchester City Football Social with Blue Moon Rising. Good evening and welcome to the Manchester City Football Social with Blue Moon Rising. I'm Natalie Pike and I am joined in the studio with the boys from Blue Moon Rising. It's Adam and Alex. Good evening, gents. Hi there, Natalie. You're right. Even better now for seeing you guys and after the weekend, or the week indeed, that, that we've had. Um, I've got a big smile on my face. I'm feeling pretty happy right now. Yeah, we're being cautious because uh, last time me and Alex were on the show was before the Newcastle game and we got very excited and then we lost. So we're, we're more cautious today. But today on the show, we've got, after last week's roaring success of our 60-second game at the end, we've got your questions at the end, as well as a little bit about Leroy Sane in the international break. What else have we got, Alex? What else have we got? Well, there's loads to talk about. We've got to go back to the City versus Swansea game. What a game it was. Um, and we are through to an FA Cup semi-final that we've got to look forward to. But do we really deserve to be there? It was a dubious <laughs> penalty. Aguero looked like he might have been a touch offside, to say the least. We'll get stuck into that later in the show, I'm sure. And we want your opinions, of course. As always, you can text us 87711. You can call us 0345 7625 And you can tweet us at Mank Football Social. But we're going to start with something that's really been irking me. It's really been annoying me and I'm wondering if the guys feel the same and obviously if you guys feel the same listening as well. So we've been getting a bit of stick lately in the media, on social media. Now I hear you shouting what's new but this in particular is an accusation that we have been getting easy cup run draws. They're saying that every draw we get is easy. What do we think? Yeah, they've been favourable. There's, absolute, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> there's absolutely no argument, but there's a few reasons why we've had easy, and I'm doing the air quotations before anyone starts saying we're getting easy draws. Because if you look at the domestic co- competitions, FA Cup, League Cup, the other big teams, again in quotation marks, they phoned it in. It's it's not our fault that, that the teams left in the FA Cup, if you look at it that way, are Wolves, Watford and Brighton. And people were saying, oh, yeah, so City get to the final, they'll have beaten this lot, that lot, 
and then Brighton and then maybe Wolves in the final. That'll be the Wolves that knocked Liverpool and United out. So, easy runs, I'm going to say, yeah, favourable. But it's just absolutely not our fault. The fact that we've wanted these these tournaments. The only one that you could probably say we've had the most favourable draws is probably the Champions League, where our, our group was weaker than others. And then we had uh, Schalke in, in the last 16, who were terrible. So, yeah, it's it's obvious that we've had a, a better run, but what what do you want us to do? <laughs> like, do you want do you want us to play anyone else who isn't in the competition? I, I imagine Come there's a, a a particular radio station out there that would like us to go. No, no, sorry, do the draw again. Put all the balls back in. Pull another one out. This, <laughs> this is too easy. Who who, uh, who in in the FA Cup when we drew Brighton? Who else did they want us to get? Wolves or Watford? It would still be favourable in everyone's eyes. Oh yeah, but you drew Burton. Right, well, sorry, let's go back and let's start the whole season again. <laughs> sorry that this won't count now if we win it. A bit like the League Cup. Oh, yeah, but you had really easy draws. Come on. Pull the other one. We beat Chelsea in the final. Boring. I mean, it, it, it's a weird... I, I, I don't really understand anyone's point with it because they go, oh, first off, when you're top of the Premier League and you're the best team in the country, you're the favourite for every game. So by that sort of logic, you know, nice. it's the, every game's every game is an easy game for Manchester City. Uh, but also, like, like Adam said, you know, these these are the teams take the team seriously. And you might as well go, oh, well, they drew Nor- Newport County, but Newport knocked out Leicester City, you know, and it's one of those where you get the, they've earned their place to be there just as much as Manchester City have. And I think it's part of the, part of the, um, the way that we approach these games is that Man City have been knocked out by lower league sides. You know, we were we all remember the FA Cup Wigan. final. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that's exactly how it, it should be said. And so we, we, we know and we've been hurt by these teams before. So we take those games seriously and we beat them. Unlike the Manchester United to the Liverpool, who take these competitions sort of with their uh, shots fired. Well, it's it is true though, because Everyone say Liverpool fans are the ones who are at it. Let's be honest. Let's throw that straight out there. United fans haven't been too hard on that. Oh, they've got the easy draws. It's Liverpool fans. Well, who did you get in the League Cup? Well, you didn't because you, you phoned that one in. And then the FA Cup, you phoned that one in as well because you played Wolves and decided, do you know what? We're putting all of our eggs in the league basket. And that didn't work, so... We've just had a text in. Thank you very much. You didn't put your name on it, but I very much appreciate oh. your text. Manchester United's League Cup draw the, uh, is 17-18. They played Burton, then they played Swansea, then they played Bristol City and got beaten. Oh, who who then beat Bristol City in the round after that? I'm just, just wondering. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh I, I don't... And the other thing is, Pep has learned, Alex is bang on. Wigan last year, it's, it's a stain on that season. And as you saw in the Amazon doc, that's probably the most irate we'll ever, ever see him. And he's learned, look at the teams that we're putting out in these competitions. It's actually scary. And then the fact that you're bringing Aguero off the bench late on to come and rescue a game is, it's, it's a beautiful thing. That is exactly it for me. You can only, as, as, as cliche as it sounds, you can only beat what's in front of you. And when we go back to that game last season that still makes me stomach knot up against Wigan, then... You know, you've got to say, we, we didn't beat them last season. We've beaten what's in front of us this year. And like you say, Adam, and I always, always repeatedly say about Pep, is that he takes every single game that we're playing in totally seriously. And he didn't do a Liverpool and put out half a team against Wolves and then get beat. We've gone into every single game with the intention of winning. And, you know, we're still in four competitions, or, or we won one and we're still in three. 
I mean, also, I mean, look at, I mean, how easy are these draws? Because everyone said as well that the Champions League draw, Adam mentioned at the top of the show as well, that the, um, the Champions League draw has been favourable. But I, I don't think it is. I really do think if you'd asked Pep Guardiola at the start of the season before that Champions League draw was made, do you fancy a trip out all the way to Ukraine? I think he probably goes, no, I think I'd rather play in France or Portugal mm. or whatever. Um, but we go and play those games in, in, you know, in, the, in the cold weather and the tough sort of the atmosphere. And bear in mind that Donetsk is bordering on a war zone as well yeah. kind of climate. you know these difficult away days um, you look at Hoffenheim yeah alright you know the team that are the fourth best team in Germany or whatever but they're still a very very good side and then you look at uh, Leon. Leon and we lost to them we did lose to Leon, and not only that, but Leon then get into the last sixteen, and they go and get a draw with Barcelona. Uh, you know, they're clearly a side that have earned their place to be in the Champions League. And I remember, you know, year after year after year, because of the weird pot one, pot two, pot three system that UEFA insist on. Year after year, Manchester United, like it's getting like Otto yeah. Galati and other teams that you can't pronounce. You know. Oh. Alex, don't get me started on the coefficient process. I used to have such a problem with that that is actually pretty much rigged so that teams like United, you know, Madrid, Barcelona do get easier teams so that they progress. And the only reason we are now in the pot one is because we actually were the champions that got into the Champions League. And I also have a massive problem with the amount of teams. The the Schalke game is the one where you hold your hands up and go, they were poor. They were the weakest side, probably. But you just have to beat them. And now... The, the quarterfinal draw is a weird one. I said, uh, was it on the Friday show? about? Um, I think it was on the Friday show, about Tottenham being the team I wanted. Like, I, I wanted us to get Tottenham for a number of reasons. A, I think Pep's got Poch's number these days. And B, there's no travel or very little. If you think about some of the draws we could have got, there's flying and there's a lot of messing about. That, that Tottenham draw for me was good, so... Uh, Did you think it was a good draw, Alex? Were you happy with it? Um, yes and no. I think um, I have a weird personal thing with Tottenham Hotspur. I remember <laughs> when we were first starting to get good, and I remember I'd never, uh, I was old enough to go start into away days. I think I was about 14, 15. Um, and that was the year we were racing with Spurs for fourth place. And I, uh, I've been told about a year before that if we uh, got to the Champions League I'd be allowed to go to a Champions League away day my parents said that to me uh, in the confidence that Aww. City were never going to qualify for the Champions League <laughs> two years later Sheikh Mansour is, uh, is bankroll in the club and I remember uh, that's the first and only time I've ever cried watching football with Peter, <laughs> Peter Crouch so I have this weird sort of uh, personal phobia of Tottenham Hotspur um, they're a great side I think they uh, will probably be in their new stadium uh, which is a de- uh, definitely going to be a boost and Tottenham are definitely a club Liverpool-esque that get very romantic about these big games it will be one of the biggest games in Tottenham's history new stadium as well yeah, new stadium, Harry Kane on form, you know, Ericsson's son has been uh, great this season. Yeah. They are a team that can hurt us, and um, it will definitely be not one to, to write off. It could have been worse. Like, Barcelona would have been yeah. the, the tough one, and you didn't. we didn't want Liverpool or United, just because we know how, how yeah. toxic it would be. The The funny thing's going to be, like, right, let's, let's dream big. We beat Spurs, and then we've got Ajax or Juve. <laughs> You wait until people start crying if we draw Ajax because Ajax not Juventus out. <laughs> oh, so you've drawn Ajax now. How much easier is this? Ajax will have knocked Juve out, who've only lost one game all season. Come on. Yes. Yeah. Oh, they'll still say it though, won't it's they? It's just getting silly. And now if we if we slightly segue into the fixture congestion, just around that Spurs game, because if we're talking about that Spurs game, we may as well go in at the fact that we've got to play them three times in a two-week period. And that, that for me is going to be strange because 
two managers try to put out teams to beat each other over three games in a row, that's going to be weird. Because after the first game, they'll say, oh, look look how good they were at doing this. or, And then we'll start to see Pep changing his system. Because you can't play the same system three games in a row against the same team because you get worked out. Look what he did in the Arsenal game at home where he put out basically three centre-backs and one left-back, which was really odd. But it worked in the end and I I imagine we'll start seeing that. I I did want to ask you a very horrible question. Right. We've got the two legs in the Champions League and one in the Premier League against Spurs. You can win one. Um, What? You can win one. Someone asked me this the other day. Win one at... At 90 minutes or... You can win one game, Premier League game, at home to Spurs, or the two-legged tie in the Champions League. Oh. You can only win one. One game of the no, three? Well, no. Like one, I'm really getting to the, the details here. No, one tie. So um, we either go through in the Champions League the Champions, or you win that. I take the Champions League Oof. because there's still a chance that we can win the Premier League without that. That's my answer. Uh, compromise. Oh, no. we We beat Spurs in the league... We draw with Spurs over two legs and Spurs were a team that would absolutely 100% definitely crumble on penalties. Yeah, um, fine. I'll have that. Absolutely. Or we don't, we don't even... Where, where are we on away goals? We'll score one... We'll have one all at theirs, nil-nil at ours and we'll go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah. Clever. Clever. My answer is just uh, Champions League because <laughs> uh, there's the hope then that there's yeah. another slip-up. But people Talking about t- the fixtures... I though, was going to go on to that. Go on, apologies. Nat. Come on, Nat. In case anyone doesn't know, the Cardiff game has now been moved. So obviously that was supposed to be on the 6th of April, but then we got the FA Cup semi-final against Brighton. So that has been announced today. That has been moved to the 3rd of April uh, at quarter to eight at night. So obviously at night. So this is your fixture list now looking. So we've got the international break and then on the 30th of March, we've got Fulham away. Then on the 3rd of April, we've got Cardiff at home. 6th of April, we've got the FA Cup semi-final against Brighton. 9th of April, Tottenham away in the first leg of the Champions League. 14th of April, Palace away in the league. 17th of April, Tottenham at home in the Champions League. 20th of April, Tottenham at home in the league. 24th, away at United. 28th, away at Burnley. And then that just leaves us two Premier League games after that in May. So that is effectively from the 30th of March to the end of April, nine games in 30 days. People will end up just, the whole life is just gone in that one month. That's that's just it's going to be some fights at home over that in there (laughs) that's outrageous there was a a good point made wasn't there that um, that this break that's coming now it's two weeks off and that might help the fans I'm not I'm not sure if if I totally agree with that because it might it might help fans to recover financially shall we say I think you need to spend two weeks quality time with your family do as much you possibly can with your family get on some days <laughs> out and stuff because then from from the 30th you can write off seeing your kids for a month yes yeah, it's, it, it's actually terrifying April is terrifying but if you think about it right let's again let's dream big let's dream big nine wins in April oh um we're in a semi-final of a Champions League we've got to win two games to win the league and we're in the FA Cup final. Yes. Imagine um, the momentum it would give would be incredible. And I think I think you go uh, like sort of full siege mentality. You pull up the drawbridge. You don't let. I think you uh, you get into almost like a World Cup attitude where you play. Yeah, yeah. And I think you make it like a training camp. There's already this story that Pep 
is going to take the team uh, for the, uh, the... We have like four games in London back-to-back, or three games in London back-to-back. So we're going to train and stay there for a week. Oh, really? It'll be like a camp, but I think that's how you get into it. I think you think about what teams go through at internationals when they go through at the World Cup or Euros, that kind of attitude. You're like, we're all staying in the hotel. No one leaves. No one leaves. No one talks to a journalist. No one goes anywhere. This is what we do. We're here to win games. And the rhythm and the mentality that gives you... Yeah, Pep's yeah. really good though, isn't he, at this one-at-a-time thing. It's a really old cliche, right? One game at a time, let's beat uh, Fulham away next, then let's beat Cardiff. Then, But he proved the end of last season, that's exactly what he does. Yeah, He he will not start looking at the Tottenham game yet, he'll look at that after we've played the games before. That's going to be... And there's a, a lot of games before. Yeah, there's, there's some huge banana skins as well coming oh, up. Oh, definitely. Some, Fulham away won't be easy, Liverpool showed that. That's But both teams, uh, to Liverpool's credit, actually both teams are in grind mode already there's yeah. there's eight nine games to go in the league both teams are not blowing other teams away now in the league it's going to yeah. be tough because fulham are fighting for their lives cardiff aren't out of it yet they're both going to be tough games palace will be tough because they're not fully safe and they've had us this season already they've already beaten us once then we've got the three top games united's going to be horrible and then Burnley away is... Burnley away is tough. They're not fully safe. So we're playing teams. We don't play in that period. And you can talk about easy cup runs. The league run, we don't play anyone in that nine games who are A, safe, or are not fighting for something. Tottenham and United are fighting for the top four. Uh, and the other sides that we play are all fighting against going down. So there's, there's no yeah. mid-table mediocrity, as people have put it. But that's that's really interesting. You've got me thinking now about the fact that we're, we're busy talking about the Tottenham game and the United game. And you, you're right, dotted in there, you have got, you know, Cardiff, Fulham, Burnley, Palace. Do you think there's any chance that the, con- the concentration is going to be any, you know, somewhere else when you come to those games? No, absolutely not. Do you not, it's going to be horrible. Do you not think it's Manchester City all over? No, nope, stop, even Alex. Like, oh, stop. We, go and we bat Spurs, we bat United and we lose at Burnley. Yeah. Alex! Sorry, let's go to the <laughs> Stop, stop, go away. Right, loads more to talk about now. Uh, later on, obviously, we've still got to cover City versus Swansea and we're going to have a little chat about the goals, a, a, a quick chat about VAR. I feel like VAR's getting done to death now, but it's like we can't not mention it on this show as well. Um, so, yeah, do do stick with us and please get in touch. You know, 87711 on the text, 0345 7625. Do give us a ring. We love chatting. Manchester City Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Manchester City Football Social with Blue Moon Rising. Hello, welcome back to the Manchester City Football Social with Blue Moon Rising. I am Alex, we are talking all things City. I'm here with Natalie and Adam. Get in touch, you can be part of the show as well. Get on your phone, text in 87711 or give us a ring 0345 117625 or for the kids that are cool, get on Twitter at MCR Footy Social and you can give us a follow as well while you're there. Sounds like a treat. Now... Players get stuck into, at the weekend, Manchester City travelled down to Swansea City and came back with the result necessary to get us into a cup semi-final. Just. I have no idea why I said that like that either. Just. <laughs> Talking like a medieval king. Um, we are back. <laughs> yeah, you brought me three points. <laughs> came back with uh, the um, Pep Guardiola, Earl of Lancashire. Um, but yeah, we got the results. Great, but we deserve to be there I don't I'm going to put my hands up I almost didn't want us to score that penalty I just didn't feel comfortable taking it and then eh? I celebrated us scoring it in a pub full of Welsh people I say Welsh people people who've been watching the rugby and then decided that they were Swansea fans <laughs> and there was a Welsh lady next to me she was lovely but she was she wasn't half giving it out and Swansea were winning so it was it was pretty lovely to uh, to watch I have absolutely no regrets that that's how we won it do you know what I prefer winning games like that sometimes. Get people's backs up. And as Alex mentioned before, the dreaded word siege mentality. Get everyone else's backs up. It's us against the world. And if you want to win things, you win things in any way, shape or form. It does not matter now. I saw saw the other day, it's... We are now a club that people don't like, even if they don't know why. They'll say money or they'll say, ooh, they rigged the draws, as we've already talked about. Who cares? We'll, we'll talk in, in the third section because there's a great question about this that it won't count. Nothing we do will count. If we win the quadruple, they will. people will have an issue with it Definitely. because of games like this. Oh, remember when they were offside in the Swansea game and there should have been VAR? <laughs> Come on. In five years' time, no one will even remember we played Swansea. Never mind the offside. Oh, so. I, I don't know, you know, because I, I do get what you're saying about his part of being a big club and that you're going to upset people, however, which way you win. I mean, we, we beat Burton fair and square 9-0 and that wasn't enough for people. That was that was too, One, too short. It tighter and more dubious. So now that we've won it 3-2 <laughs> and it was very tight, people aren't happy with that either. <laughs> but still, you know, growing up, I think, Growing up with the North West, you have to choose City or United. And I always thought that City were the good guys. We're the bad United. guys now, Alex. Sorry. I don't want to be... Newsflash, we are now bad guys. I'm not having it, because this feels a bit like, <laughs> Luke, I am your father. <laughs> I don't want to find out that we're, we're one of them, you know? We I are think. bad guys. We're the nice guys. Mm, we are to us. And, <laughs> and to be fair, Pep looked extremely embarrassed after it. You've got to... For all the criticism he gets as well, the... The uh, humility he shows in things like that is is pretty strange sometimes. That he he came out and said, "Look, it was offside, and uh, it 
they might not have been a penalty. Mm. But what what can you do? Has anybody got a suggestion? Oh, well, well I, I don't have a personal Somebody suggestion. Somebody I, I mean, I can repeat a suggestion that has been going around no Twitter. No names named. We will not name the names because, in general, as we all know, it is clickbait. It is clickbait and it is promotion that they it's come out rubbish. with particularly ridiculous things. But somebody out there has suggested, I honestly hope they weren't serious and it was just some sort of clickbait, that we offer Swansea a rematch. No, no, that's not clickbait. That's people are actually that weird. No, people I just can't are believe it. weird. Yeah, but crack on. Like I said, tomorrow morning, let's just have it tomorrow morning in a park. <laughs> what do people expect? Swansea going to have a replay? <laughs> Put your jumpers down. Do people want a, re- a rematch? And Swansea are already two 0 up. How is that going to work? We have a rematch, but actually Swansea are two 0 up, and it's well, half time. I was wondering if we're going to do Come that. On. Then does that mean that um, we can go back and look at all the decisions? So can we get a replay on that Wolves game where they ha- they handballed the ball into? Yes. There? So we is get three okay? points for that one. Can we get three points there? Yeah. Yeah, that's how it works now. So we'll replay the Wolves game if Swansea. So if if Swansea and Wolves and the FA are listening, we'll replay the Swansea game if we can have the three points from Wolves. Because I don't remember people saying <laughs> that that Wolves had stolen points off us and that Wolves should offer us a replay. This is the first time I've ever heard it. No, of, ref of didn't this. see it. Does it count? But oh, VAR. Ooh. I got, VAR. I do like your suggestion that we should we should haggle it. All right, we'll have a rematch. <laughs> but we should. That's not. We'll get. Should not play football anymore. We'll all just negotiate and we'll go. Actually, well, we win the Premier League, but we'll have that as a replay and we'll go back. It's, well, I'm proper um, stubborn, so I should probably be the representative then because <laughs> yeah. I'm not backing down. If, uh, did I feel sorry for Swansea and the fans? No, um, no, I, a little bit. Like it's not. If you're a Swansea fan, it's not nice. Right, you've you've gone two 0 up. You're in absolute dreamland. There was a good shot of the fans actually, where there was a little girl just sat. Oh, I say yeah. little, she was she was old enough to know better, but she was sat there getting very like she was shocked and overexcited. And yeah, we broke the hearts. <laughs> Sorry, your justification for that is you've got some vendetta with a little girl. That's the. <laughs> I didn't but know I had, too but shocked. I didn't know I had, but. No, it's no. I know what you're saying, and, and you know what? It's it's a hideous football cliche, and I'm really sorry that I'm going to say it. So all feel free to roll your eyes and, and tut, but you win some, you lose some. You know, they even themselves out, and, yeah, and they don't. But <laughs> they just never do. If no, no, they don't. And do you know what? Hands up, yeah, the bad guys and the big clubs because they're into into link now. If you are a big club again, I'm doing. Uh, quotations if you're a big club you are the bad guys to anyone who is lower in the leagues or whatever and Swansea have every right to feel hard done by but that's football and the next thing is VAR and the big outcry is uh, all clubs should have VAR in the FA Cup if the Premier League clubs can have it why can't Swansea and that is fair yeah fair game on that but that's not Manchester City's fault we were one of the clubs who voted for VAR in every game we Pep said that straight. We want it. He wants it because then, like you say, it will even itself out because it's fair and everyone gets the same. How is that our fault? To direct your outrage at the FA. Yeah. Not not a single club who benefited from a decision. Well, we've had, we've had another text again. Pop your name on it so we can give you a little you know little shout not out got there. Not the number saved. Um, saying, uh, remember Liverpool United fans are moaning about it. Well, they should be blaming their own clubs for not voting for it. And like you say, we voted we voted for for VAR. It's, I think it's probably worth saying as well. Obviously, if you're listening to this program, you, you're most likely a Manchester City fan. Unless you know um, you're just you know flicking through or tr- trying to find a new podcast, you're very welcome on here. But we're talking about the fact that it was perhaps a dubious penalty and perhaps an offside goal that meant we ended up winning 3-2. Do you agree with 
that, Alex? I mean, it, it is a dubious one, isn't it? I, I, I'm personally in favour of VAR. Uh, or VAR, uh, if you prefer. I think it's, um, I'd, with Adam on that one, I think, let's put this, this idea that clubs haven't got the technology to install They were VAR. in the Premier League last year. Yeah, and also, has no one in Wales got a mobile phone to watch it on? Like, it's surely getting a, a, a screen into Swansea City is no, no issue. Um, and that goes for any football club. They had um, the camera angles. It was on TV. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the thing. It, you know, it's a very Jewish one. Um, I'm in favour of VAR personally. I know it's a very divisive issue, and some people are really, really against it. But I, I don't understand why it has to be in one match and not another. I agree. In the same I agree. competition. Imagine that with any other rule that a referee could use. Imagine we go, oh, well, that game they're going to play the offside rule, and that game they're not. <laughs> or that game you can get yeah, sent I'd off, and that game that. you can't. Or in this one, there's going to be eleven substitutions, and this one you can't make any. It seems weird. If you're going to do it in a competition, none of this, this game or that game. Every game in every competition or every game in, in, in no competitions, personally, you yeah. either commit to it and, or don't. I agree. Um, but do you know what? Rather than argue about the decisions, my issue as a City fan is that we let it get to that point and not to be negative to Swansea, yeah. but we were overwhelming favourites that game. They're a team that are division below her. They looked the much better team. The they first did Selena goal was yeah. incredible. Take no credit away from him, but the defending before it was woeful. Yeah. Um, Delft gave away a penalty and you go, hang on a minute, if we are going to play nine games in April, we talk about squad depth all the time. Where was it? Because quite frankly, we made Swansea we, look we like Champions poor. League. We, yeah. were, we were very, very poor and I don't want to give Delft too much of a hard time. Really like him as a bloke, as a player. Very like got a lot of time for him, but he he is just an accident waiting to happen. When he goes so many games without playing, he has this kind of passion and drive, and you can kind of see it in the game where if he makes a mistake somewhere on the field, he'll do anything he can to try and rectify it. Whether that's calamitous as it as it's been, look at that Wigan game last year. Pep did not forgive him for months, months and months. And then he, he obviously played a big part in us in the league in the end because that's just the way things work. We won't see Fabian Delph now play for City this season. I'll, I'm going to say that. We were, I don't think we'll see Even him. Even though play. he's dropped out of the England squad as well? No, I don't, I, don't, I don't think we'll see him. I just Pep seems to have this thing and it's not, not obviously not just Delph. When players are repeatedly making very silly mistakes, he just seems to lose his head. So I, I don't think we'll see him this season. Look at Zinchenko and we'll get on to him again later because he's our shining light <laughs> at the moment. Look at him playing left-back. He's not a left-back. And we know how good Delph was last year, but, yeah, that was bad. And Otamendi didn't cover himself mm. in any glory either. Are but. you worried then about the squad depth at all? Are you worried about the fact that we had to essentially bring Aguero on to kick-start the result? Uh, yes and no. I mean, that, that's why you have key players. Yeah. Is that, that, you know, there's a reason that Aguero is Sergio Aguero. And he was on the bench for that reason. For that reason, mm -hmm. that's why. Um, it is alarming that the players that, you know, Premier League international footballers couldn't get the result, you know, before that point. Um, and it does raise questions because if Swansea can find us out, and you think, well, yeah. minute, playing Spurs when we're going to have bookings, the international yeah. break is coming, inevitably someone else will get injured. You know, there are question one, marks. One thing that game screamed was Swansea need to go and do absolutely everything they can to win that game. They got the two goals and then they sat back, but they looked absolutely exhausted by yeah. the end of it. Yeah. it. That's where the different levels come in. Spurs will not come at us like that because they know how we play. Swansea just had to go for it. They had all the fans in. It was that was the biggest game of the season for them because they could have got to Wembley and that. And at one point they nearly did, but at half time City were still favourites to win the game. 
Yeah, two I mean, nil down. I looked on. I know a few people did Scary. looked on to a you know a, a whatever betting site you look on. I personally don't bet. Um, and do you know what? In fact, I'm so rubbish at betting, but I knew that this wasn't good at half time for us to still win the game. It was ten slash eleven. So yeah, what is that? What's that? that? You if you put. 11 quid on you get 10 back so that's rubbish right yeah you're not even doubling your money and that was two nil down at half time yeah Yeah. and there's a reason for that because we could never have been as bad as we were in the first half saw someone say oh well the the penalty obviously was the decider in that game but that that's a different right okay was it a penalty Uh, i'll say probably yes because penalties are now the softest thing in the world. Look at look at yeah, all the ones yeah. that have been given this season. It's stupid now. I would say no, but I think the referee would say I yes. agree. I agree. I, I wouldn't give it if I was a ref, yeah. but there's a reason I'm not a ref. But uh, you can see why it's given. Look at all that we've had worse penalty decisions than that this season. And look at some, I don't want to say Liverpool again, but they've had some questionable ones as well, and they'd admit that. That wasn't the deciding uh, decision. The offside was. The, pen- was, the penalty, yeah. even if it went to VAR, would have been tight. And it it was offside, but my issue with the the offside was what. And obviously, this is why VAR's been introduced. But what are these? Like the assistant referee has a minimal amount of jobs. Everybody could see that that was offside. Yeah. I don't think it was marginal. Like, how has the assistant referee not picked that up? No, that's that's why everyone wants VAR. Yeah, because of the human error, and there's loads of it. But. We were lucky. Let's let's be honest. But we, you make your own luck as well. Yeah. And I think in defence of us, yes, fine. Let's accept the two goals would have probably been ruled out if Far had been in this game. But I still don't necessarily think that means we would have lost because no. I think we were in the mentality where we could step up a number of gears and we would have found a way of winning that game. Yeah, I I agree on that. I think the penalty would have been given just because we've seen ones that have been given with VAR. The offside would have been ruled out. Who's Who's arguing that we wouldn't have won that game at 2-2? Uh, exactly. Swansea looked dead on the feet and they'd put in a hell of a shift. But who's who's saying that we, we weren't winning that game? Not sure. Well, we're going to find out, but it's to be discussed uh, at length. We could be here all night, but we are going to come back <laughs> shortly after this break. We're going to be playing 60 seconds and talking through the international break. Don't miss it. Join us in a few moments. Manchester City Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Manchester City Football Social with Blue Moon Rising. Good evening and welcome back to the Manchester City Football Social with Blooming Rising. I'm Adam Keith and I'm joined by Nat and Alex. It's been a fast show. We've uh, rattled through a few subjects. The the lucky or not lucky Swansea win at weekend and we've talked a little bit about City's well, alleged easy cup runs and uh, rematch against Swansea. We've done all of that. Uh, in this section, we get your questions in. We've already got a few from Twitter. Uh, if you've got any more, tweet us at at MCR Footy Social, text us on 87711 or give us a call on 0345 7625. But first, let's talk very briefly about the international break because I'm sure we're going through it in much more detail next week. Do, do we like the international break? Is it good timing? Is it bad timing? Nat, you're a big fan, aren't you? Uh, a bit of both. I absolutely not hate <laughs> international football in general when I'm thinking about City because I just worry about our players going off and getting injured. Um, you yeah. know, that, that's that's like the international break to me is just looking at results, looking at news things and making sure no one's been injured. Um, for the ones that aren't playing, 
I think it's a good break that's come at a good time because we are going to go into this intense nine games in 30 days period. So I'm happy about that. And I do think it's a nice break for us and maybe it'll save us a couple of quid with all these games coming up. Alex, you've uh, you've had a look at who's playing who. What? Who are the main people? So I love how we're all just looking out for injuries. This is, this is that part <laughs> of the season where I really could not care less who wins, who loses, who scores, just come back in one piece. Exactly. Who have we got? Who's, who's in does, danger? It does feel inevitable that who's some might get injured. Uh, I mean, Sterling and Walker, the England boys, of course, play the Czech Republic and Monaco, um, so not too far travel for them. Um, and to be honest, we're quite fortunate in terms of where the players are going. Um, I mean, uh, Bernardo Silva's played for Portugal, but they play both games at home, so he's not really got too much cool. traveling to do. Uh, Mares plays for Algeria, but again, both the games are at home, so... Hopefully there won't be any injuries there. Um, De Bruyne plays for Belgium, um, but they who were playing for Belgium at home in, in Brussels. So really, to be honest, it, as international breaks go, it's not too worrying. Oh, the only nice. one, the only one to worry about is Edison and Jesus uh, going all the way uh, to South America. To I was play about for to Brazil. say, is there no one going across the Damn world? <laughs> but they play for Brazil a home game against Panama. Which do they really need Edison and Jesus to beat Panama Brazil? Edison doesn't even play for him. Bring well, exactly. So he's going all the way to Brazil to sit on the bench. Good. But then they're going from Brazil to play an away match at the Czech Republic. That's close. And then Finally. coming back to the UK. Tell you who's going to travel the furthest. Players who don't play. You can guarantee Aguero will be in Miami again because he absolutely loves America, yeah. doesn't he? So yeah. those players will travel. But well, they're having a break, so that's fine. Again, we? yeah, it's a really nice break for some of these players. Aguero not called up, the port not called up, Stones, Delft yeah. sent back. I might even that. get upset or annoyed about that. I'm like, woo! Yeah, yeah. Bring, bring everyone back in one piece and that's all we hope for. Another good talking point, international break, let's go totally off topic because why not? It's Tuesday night. Leroy Sane's coat, please rate it. If uh, anyone hasn't seen, go on Twitter and type in Leroy Sane coat. He's wearing a colouring book. Um, <laughs> I am I am told it's worth five grand though, so it's a big colouring book. What what do you two think, it, fashionistas? It, it, uh, yeah, well, as the the voice of Mancunian uh, fashion myself, um, I reckon I'm dressed head to toe in. Eighteen pounds, I reckon. Leroy Sane's <laughs> coat. Maybe I haven't seen it, so it's like a sort of fluffy woolen Teddy bear. number. He's wearing it inside out. Oh, yeah. is he? Yeah. It's, it's sort of scrawled with uh, what looks like children's hands. Last day at school. Yeah, last day at school. You know when you okay, you leave the school and, you and people pay to... five grand for this because I mean I've got an eighteen-month-old yeah. lost to scribble. Yeah, I've got I've got a primary yeah. school and so uh, two birds with one stone. Ooh. You could be fashionable in that. You could buy a five grand coat and have a five grand coat, and the little one can scribble on it. And Amazing. it won't make any difference. I was thinking I'm going to go buy a Primark coat and then sell it to Leroy Sane with Reggie's scribbles on it. <laughs> well, the final thing on that is, a bit of a sour note on it before we go into the 60-second game. Um, the press have gone after him in Germany. What? Very similar to uh, a Sterling back page. They've just gone in with a picture of Sane and they've put next to everything he's wearing how much it costs. Oh. And it's disgusting. But we've seen how Stone's dealt with it and he's dealt with it magnificently. I hope that they get off his back ASAP and I'm, healthy. Yep. I'm certainly no expert in the German media, but as far as I know, Leroy Sane is uh, perhaps not as bad as Sterling, but he's certainly like a figure. He's sort of painted as a loose cannon. He's painted as someone who's more mm. uh, interested with the celebrity side of football, which might have been behind, if everyone remembers, he was left out of Germany's ill-fated World Cup, World so, Cup yeah. squad. You know, he, he does seem to be that controversial figure. But what I like about Leroy Sane is he's like the anti-Ronaldo. The anti-Cristiano Ronaldo, because I think there's, like, in the way that he plays and the way that he walks and the way that he moves, he has a lot of Ronaldo's yeah, yeah, game big. about him. But when you look back to when Cristiano Ronaldo was 
22, 23 years old. And he was painted as a bit of an ego and a bit full of himself and arguing with referees. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, by the standards of Manchester City, Sane, not the hardest worker on the pitch. You sort Quite of, shy. I, but I feel like he is building towards that mm. superstar level. And yeah. with that comes the wobbly fashion choices. Yeah, and fashion <laughs> we've all you made fashion want, mistakes, Leroy. what I'd say. We've all we've all made fashion mistakes. Maybe we should do that next time and bring in a picture of <laughs> yeah. ourselves and put it on Twitter. Oh, I wore blue lipstick to the 99 uh, playoff final. Yeah. Do bring it in. Let, yeah. We'll do that on Twitter. We'll post some pictures. But time is running away from us as usual. And we have got seven questions this week. Maybe we're just going to go for seven because we like scoring seven goals this year. Mm. So... The DJ is going to set us up here with uh, some some timings. So, what's the rules around? He didn't like that. We've got sixty seconds. We've had um, questions from Twitter from our lovely followers, and they've sent in some questions. We have to try and answer as best as we can in sixty seconds. I'll read them out. I'll tell you who's going for it, and let's see if we can keep it in the six seconds. So, are we ready? Yes. All right. Right. So, question one is from at. Jaco Raticas. Sorry, I'm going to ruin everyone's name here. And the first question is, would you take Sancho back over Mares, Alex? Go. 100%. As much as I like Riyad Mahrez, Jaden Sancho is lighted at the Bundesliga. He is English, he's homegrown. He is the one that got away. Natalie? Yes, reluctantly, yes. Although I don't like the fact that Sancho wanted to leave us. Um, he had the opportunity to stay with us and I do like loyalty. Mares could have gone to anywhere and he came to us. So he's definitely got that on his side. Uh, I'm going to say yes and no. I would like Sancho. I wish we didn't let him go in the first place, but he wanted to leave. And as we discussed on the Friday show, he would have no qualms to join Manchester United and that's already grating on me the Ooh, fact that he yes. would probably go there and Mahrez has done well over 10 goals over 10 assists in all comps so he's hardly had a bad season despite what anyone else is saying so I'm having him Alex you uh, I'm Sancho Sancho I'm 50-50 but I'll go I'll, I'll go 51 Sancho Ooh. oh bang on time question two is sent from our very own Sam Lee and this is an interesting one would you rather have five Zinchenkos in your squad or two Bernardo Silvers? <gasps> Natalie Pike, go. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> this is really tough. Um, I'm, I don't know. I absolutely love Zinchenko. And he's becoming an absolute superstar in the team, isn't he? His work rate is incredible. Um, but Bernardo Silva, to me, is probably our player of the season. So I'm going to take two Bernardo Silvers. I am going to go five Alexander Zinchenko's. Uh, reason being, Zinchenko is the, and this won't sound like praise, but it really is, he is the James Milner of the future. He will be that player that could play every position <laughs> as he goes up. He I do agree. Back, he could play on the wing, he could play up front, he could play in goal. A United fan, a United fan said Zinchenko is like John O'Shea, but for the, for the new... <laughs> style of football he could play absolutely anywhere but we've really Bernard- not flattered him Bernardo Silva is, is my is my favourite player and he's absolutely yeah. adorable so if we could have two of him with that little left foot look at his finish against Swansea for as much as I love Alexander Zinchenko I want two Bernardo Silvers in our squad me too so I'm having two Bernardos two sorry Alexander really sorry we love you he doesn't rap as well as Zinchenko we'll get on to that another show <laughs> um, third question is from at MCFC Not who's MCFC Knoxville so all the way in the States very good um, is it time to start considering the Q word and I'll go first with that one let's go with that one yes it's the middle of March and we're still in three competitions we've won one we're in a semi-final against Brighton if we beat Brighton we've got Watford or Wolves favourable draws as the media might say and Champions League beat we've got to win three more ties and we win that 
win nine games in the Premier League. I've just simplified it too much. Yes. Next. I'm going to go yes as well. I'm going to join you, Adam, but only for us as fans. We have the right to dream. That's what makes football fun. The highs and lows, the expectations. Without it, what could come of the disappointment we will, uh, we are so used to tasting. But I don't want to see Pat Guardiola. I don't want to see the players talking about it. I want to see them yes. focusing on the next three points. I'm going to say no just because I don't want us to end up being disappointed if we do a treble. Like, mm. oh, we didn't do a quadruple, <laughs> but we won the Champions League and the Premier League and the League Cup. Like, if we win three things, it'll be incredible. If we win two things, and if we win the league or the Champions League, it'll be incredible. So I don't want us to start talking about it because I, I don't want it to diminish. Are we setting treble. ourselves up for failure there? That oh, is the worry. That's the Manchester City way. <laughs> no, no. Excellent. Right. Next question is from at Packed Mouse. In? Yeah, don't get that, but yeah, wonderful name. Uh, who is your number one Fernandinho replacement? Nat, let's go to you first. I'm going Neves from Wolves, although I am put off by the alleged £100 million price tag that Wolves are putting on him. I don't want us to spend £100 million on anybody. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. But in terms of, you know, as 21, he's just been called up to the Portugal squad. He's going to be playing alongside Bernardo Silva. You can imagine them getting this cute little Portuguese partnership going on in midfield. So at the minute, he's the only the only person I can I can think of. But, but I, I do also want to say I'd rather Fernandinho stayed and stayed into his 40s. Uh, mine is Eric Garcia, the young lad from the academy. Yes. We have seen in flashes this season, but is there a young player as confident on the ball and obviously as a centre-back by nature has got the defensive qualities as well. Why spend £50 million on Declan Rice? Why spend £100 million on Ruben Neves where there is a homegrown replacement ready to be exploited? I wanted Frankie de Jong and I'm still very, very sad about this. Um, he's still my number one Fernandinho replacement. Quite sadly, I feel like we've had a messy breakup. Oh no, didn't even have time. Next question um, from Licketh, I think the name, underscore BR. Uh, we have four games in 16 days in London. Should Manchester City build a training facility down south? <laughs> Uh, Alex, try and pit the bones out that one. Um, I don't think we'll get it done in three weeks, but this problem will probably uh, continue in the future. And yes, I think we should. Two reasons. Number one, um, it will be great for us to have someone to stay. And number two, it will definitely upset Tottenham, Arsenal and Chelsea, which I think... <laughs> Is our number one motivation. No. Let's build a hotel and a training complex and get it sponsored by another Abu Dhabi's type company just to annoy everybody. Yes. Yeah, I'm 100% yes. Uh, and then we can be really kind and we can be good guys again and let other people use it in our absence. Lower league clubs, grassroots, yes. academies. And like you say, we can, we've can. we got four games in 16 days. It would make sense and stop all the travel. So yes, uh, whoever sent that in, that is, that yes, is a we good like suggestion. It. But not in the next three weeks. It's too oh, tight. Turn around. Next question. Um, this is from Hafiz, who was texting us in earlier. So not one from Twitter, but feel free to send them in however you want. Will a City player win an individual award this season? I'll have a go at that. Um, probably not. Van Dijk's already going to win the Player of the Year. The Player of the Year is not decided after the league's won, so it doesn't matter if we win it. He will win it, and probably quite rightly so, especially if they win it. But we've had Sterling, Silva and Aguero who have been phenomenal. It hasn't gone to a defender though for absolutely ages, so I'm not sure. We, we're not going to... No one's winning the Ballon d'Or from City this year, let's be honest. doesn't matter if Aguero gets to 40 goals, he is never winning player of the year. 
Uh, I am going to say no as well. I think you're all right. I think the media have already anointed uh, Van Dyke the best player who's ever played football. The man is a superhero. He can do anything. He'll be top scorer this season. He's going to solve Brexit. He's going to uh, solve homelessness in Manchester. Virgil Van Dyke. Is there anything more than man can do? That's Vincent you know Company that's doing that. Thank you. It is actually. It is Manchester City though. We are a team, yeah. and actually we've had superstars all over the pitch. I say yes. We are going to win the Vigil Ooh. Award, not the PFA, because that will go to oh, Van Dyke. Good point. We are going to win a Football Writers Award because we are going to win three or four trophies this season. And Raheem Sterling will win Young Player of the yep. Year, so everything I just said was a lie. Yep. Um, final question. This is the toughest one, and it's Sam Lee being very serious. Here we go. Let's get through this quickly. Is Twitter ruining football? Uh, <laughs> as somebody who has a career in Twitter and football, absolutely not. It's the future. I think it's the voice of the fans. That's how people interact with it, truly. You can contact any player, any manager, any club at any time. It has let the debate go 24 hours. I think Twitter is ruining not only football, but life in general, and we'd all be better just deleting it and getting on with our lives. It gives people the, the chance to voice their opinion on a national stage to the point where they suddenly think they're a journalist. You're not a journalist. You've got a Twitter account. Uh, well, I don't know if we can top that, but it's a, it's true. Sam's point was nobody's going to get any credit for anything ever. Somebody could solve Brexit whilst winning four trophies, and it doesn't matter because Aguero was offside at Swansea. So <laughs> nothing matters anymore. And that is that for 60 seconds for the second week. Get in touch next week for your with your questions at BM Rising and at... My MCR footy social. I absolutely love that. That's the first time I've played, and that clock in headphones. <laughs> that's like a Chinese punishment of war. That's brutal. <laughs> I'll be hearing that in my sleep. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for texting in all of your questions. We're sorry we didn't get to them all. There was absolutely loads. Um, as always, please do subscribe to the podcast and give us a review. You can get it anywhere that you do uh, download your podcasts. Manchester City Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Oh, what a show. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe if you haven't already. We really enjoy making this podcast and we hope you enjoy listening to it. If you do, we've been nominated for the Football Blogging Awards uh, for Best Podcast. If you'd like to vote for us, that would be amazing. You can do that on Twitter uh, and you have to tweet the following phrase. I am voting for at MCR Footy Social in the at the FBAs for hashtag please, please, best please. podcast. Pretty please, 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 we want a night out, please. Yeah, it'll be lovely. Night out on, been on our boss, folks, please. We're going to get uh, taken out for a load of beers if we get to go to the awards. Pretty ceremony. please. Um, and to be honest, imagine the content. Guys, please, I really like beers, so please do <laughs> beers. that. Um, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you again. This has been the Manchester City Football Social. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 